there, Dr. Morgan Nolte here, founder of Zivly. We help you lower insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and better health. Today's episode is special because it gives you a limited time access to one of our course lessons. Before we dive into it, I wanted to give you some background information on why we decided to release this lesson for you instead of one of the others. We believe sustainable weight loss and better health occurs as two sides of the same coin. There's the strategy side, which if you've been following on YouTube or the podcast for a while, you may have seen in our recent training about the five mistakes that sabotage weight loss after 50. We covered a lot of strategies there, but there's also the mindset side of the coin. The mindset side consists of your thoughts, emotions, and habits, which manifest as your weight and health. You cannot master your physical state without also mastering your mental and emotional state. Your thoughts create your emotions, your emotions drive your actions, and your actions create your results. So if we only talk about strategy without talking about thought and habit change, we are doing you a disservice. This lesson does a great job explaining one aspect of the mindset side of the coin, which is the law of attraction. This lesson is from module five in our course, where we teach you how to craft your personal faith formula. This is like your master mindset document that keeps you focused and self-accountable if you read it with intention every day. We are actually offering a private coaching call for each new Zivli member so that we can offer personalized support to craft this powerful document. It's an art to write it, and you'll modify it over time so that it creates motivation, but not too much cognitive dissonance that you don't believe what you're reading. When someone is on the fence about joining Zivli, a big thing that holds them back is fear. When it comes to losing weight, Common fears include missing out on social events, feeling hungry or restricted, feeling like a failure again if you don't lose the weight or keep it off, fear of change, fear of what you're going to have to give up, and fear of judgment or criticism from others about your choices or how you spend your time. So much fear can arise when we are pursuing big goals. This lesson helps you better understand fear and redefine it from something that keeps you stuck and scared into a powerful agent for change. Remember that enrollment for Zivli closes on September 12th at 2 p.m. Central Time. So if you want in, be sure to enroll before the deadline. Enrollment won't open again until 2024. We hope you get a ton of value from this lesson. And without further ado, let's get started. You may have heard Tony Robbins say, where focus goes, energy flows. In this lesson, you'll develop an appreciation for what Tony is actually referring to, and that's the law of attraction. If you've struggled with your weight or health for a long time, chances are you've had negative thoughts and emotions around the topic. Your negative experience proves the law of attraction. Your negative thoughts have attracted negative experiences. You cannot achieve a positive outcome through a negative thought process. It is against the law of attraction. Just like you can't drop an apple and it goes up, it goes down because the law of gravity. The law of attraction is a law of nature, just like the law of gravity. We can't see its effects immediately, but we can feel them. 
The law of attraction states that positive thoughts will bring positive results and negative thoughts will bring negative results. This is summed up as like attracts like. The law of attraction follows the rule that your thoughts determine your emotions, your emotions determine your actions, and your actions determine your results. There is no shortcut here, but the emotional energy you invest into finding and fixing limiting thoughts will yield a very high return. Because our emotions are an indicator of our thoughts, and it's easier to feel an emotion than identify the thought that is producing the emotion, we'll start this lesson talking about emotions. We're taught that we have five senses. We have our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our nose smells, our taste buds taste, sensory receptors allow us to physically feel. But we have another sense, our emotions. Your emotions are your internal vision. You wouldn't cut off your ear if you heard a sound that wasn't pleasant, or your eye if you saw something that was unpleasant. We want you to start to value your emotions just as much as your ability to see and hear. Stop ignoring, stuffing, or stifling them. They are trying to tell you something very important. Our emotions' primary role is to help us know if our energy, which is produced by our thoughts, is in alignment with that of God, source, or creator. Source energy is always love, abundance, appreciation, freedom, peace, and joy. When we feel these emotions, we know we're on the right track. When we feel negative emotions, we aren't in alignment with this source energy. Think of negative emotions as a U-turn sign from the universe saying, hey, you're thinking a thought that isn't going to help you become the best version of yourself. Pick a thought that feels better. A helpful tool to evaluate how in line your thoughts are with that of source is the emotional guidance scale. This is a helpful tool from the book, Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. At the top is where our inner source energy always is and where we strive to be. At the bottom are the most negative emotions that pinch us off from source energy and drain our personal power. Emotions with an asterisk are ones I've added to the scale based on their prevalence when coaching members on mindset. Here are the emotions listed from top to bottom. Joy, appreciation, empowerment, freedom, love, peace, abundance, passion, enthusiasm, eagerness, happiness, positive expectation, belief, optimism, hopefulness, contentment, boredom, apathy, pessimism, frustration, irritation, impatience, overwhelmment, disappointment, doubt, worry, blame, discouragement, anger, revenge, hatred or rage, jealousy, which I define as seeing a quality in someone else that you feel in yourself is not fully developed, insecurity, guilt, unworthiness, grief, depression, despair, powerlessness, and shame. You can feel different emotions in different aspects of your life. For example, you may have a fulfilling marriage and great relationship with your children. You may feel empowered and optimistic about your career. But when it comes to your weight or your body, you feel despair, guilt, shame, jealousy, discouragement, worry, powerlessness, or doubt. 
The law of attraction is why paying attention to negative emotions is so critical for your success. Your negative emotions indicate that you are actively attracting more negative emotions, actions, and results into your future experience. Do not give your personal power or energy away to thoughts of lack, insufficiency, negativity, or criticism. According to the law of attraction, that is exactly what you'll be attracting back to you. If you want a better body, you've got to start attracting more positive feelings about the one you already have. If you want better health, appreciate the health you have now and more health will come. It is a scientific fact that everything is matter and energy. Emotions are simply thought energy in motion. Think about the word emotion, e-motion, energy in motion. There is another law that's helpful to understand how your thoughts create your emotions, and that's the law of vibration. The law of vibration states everything, every atom, object, and living thing is under constant motion, vibrating at a certain frequency. Even if an object looks still, if you look at its atoms, they are always moving. Your thoughts create energy that vibrates at a certain frequency. Because your thoughts are in constant motion, you are never truly stuck. Your thoughts are always going. They may just be going in the same unproductive thought patterns, making you feel stuck. Your emotions are an indicator of your thought energy frequency. Frequency is the number of waves that pass a fixed point in any given amount of time. A higher frequency wave has more energy than a lower frequency wave. Here is a similar emotional guidance scale, just with associated emotional frequencies. Emotions themselves don't have a frequency. They are just an indicator or sense of your internal frequency of vibration caused by your thoughts. Thoughts with a high vibrational frequency produce emotions that are at the top of the emotional guidance scale. These include love, appreciation, joy, peace, freedom, and abundance. That's why we feel very energized when we feel these emotions. Thoughts that have a low vibrational frequency produce emotions lower on the emotional guidance scale, such as fear, shame, guilt, and powerlessness. That's why we feel very low energy when we are filled with these negative emotions. They can be paralyzing and make it very difficult to follow through on good intentions. Waves of similar frequency of vibration are attracted to each other. Negative thoughts with a low frequency of vibration attract more negative thoughts with similar low frequencies. Positive thoughts attract more positive thoughts based on their high frequency of vibration. Whatever you are putting out there as a vibrational energy or emotion, you are attracting more of that back to you. If you are having negative thoughts of worry, doubt, confusion, overwhelm, indecision, fear and guilt, you are attracting more negative thoughts with a similar vibrational frequency. If you're having positive thoughts of appreciation, love, joy, peace, and belief, you are attracting more positive thoughts with a similar vibrational frequency. This gives meaning to phrases like good vibes only and I'm spiraling out of control. You attract back what you're sending out with your thoughts and emotions. This is why we rarely feel good after listening to the news or hanging out with a negative person. Unless you learn how to fortify your frequency, 
you'll be emotionally hijacked by other people's problems, circumstances, and negativity. Similar to adjusting your radio dial to a certain frequency to hear that station, you can learn how to tune your personal frequency of thought to that of the emotions you wish to feel. You can learn how to control your thoughts. This will help you release the need to try and control everything around you to make you feel good. You make you feel good. This will also free you from relying on external circumstances to dictate your internal state. Your positive internal state will drive positive external circumstances. You can learn how to start feeling better now, no matter your weight or health circumstances. Because you already have source energy flowing within you, you already have high vibrational thoughts in you. You just have to learn how to align your thought energy with source energy to harness your personal power. One of the best ways to do this is to practice being present and grateful. Some negative emotions like guilt and shame are produced when we're thinking about the past. Others like fear, worry, or doubt are produced when we're focused on an unwanted outcome in the future. If we can bring our attention to the present moment, appreciate what we have learned from the past, be grateful for what we have, and be hopeful about the future, we can increase our vibration. It's vital that you understand that fears are often heavily influenced by past events or failures. If you're focusing on your fears, that negatively affects your actions in the present and ultimately outcomes in the future. Unless your life is directly in harm's way, fear is a liar. Fear is just an emotion you experience when you're having thoughts of the negative consequences of an undesired outcome. Fear is a construct of your mind produced by your thoughts. Society has conditioned us to think that failure is a bad thing, but that's only because our attention is so often on the negative consequences of failing. For example, if you've lost weight and regained it, you may feel like a failure because you regain the weight and you're worried about other people's judgments of you and you spent a bunch of money, energy, and time just to end up where you think you started. But what if you placed your attention on the positive consequences of failing? First off, you're not where you started. You carry your experience and lessons with you. What did that process of losing and regaining 50 pounds teach you about what doesn't work? What lessons did you learn through this experience that you wouldn't have otherwise learned? How will this experience affect how you go about losing weight in the future? What skills have you yet to develop that are needed for maintenance? Failure in terms of failing to reach a goal is simply not attaining an external goal you placed on yourself or someone else influenced you to place on yourself. You set the bar. The feeling of failure wouldn't exist without your preset expectations. Maybe fear of failure is a source of motivation for you, and you hold on to it because if you weren't so driven to not fail, you worry you'd be less productive, effective, or successful. Fear of failure does not have to be your gas to succeed. What if, instead of fear of failure, you were driven by personal growth? How would it feel if simply getting better was the goal? Could you see how that could feel lighter? Failure is a lot less scary when the outcome is growth. 
because you can choose to see growth, whether you've hit an objective goal or not. Success is a bad teacher because it doesn't force us to say, what happened? Failure is an excellent teacher because our brains are wired to remember thoughts that come with emotion, and failure is such a strong emotion. We're forced to reflect on what we could have done differently. The next time you feel like a failure because you overate or didn't hit a goal you'd set for yourself, look for the lesson. Look for growth. What wisdom, understanding, or insights did you gain from this experience? Getting over the fear of failure is as simple as retraining your brain to focus on the positive consequences of failure. You'll also retrain your brain to stop giving away your personal power to an external goal or number that you're not really in control of anyways. The only thing you are actually in control of is your thoughts. You get to decide what story you're telling yourself for any given situation. The next time you feel like you've failed, do this. Remind yourself that while you may feel like a failure, that is just a feeling based on a thought you're having, and you get to change your thoughts. You are not a failure. Yes, you didn't reach a goal you set for yourself, but reaching objective numbers does not have to be the goal. Growth can be the goal, and you grew from this experience. Then think about or list out all of the positive consequences, insights, wisdom, or understanding you gained from this experience. Writing them out is most helpful here. Getting back to vibrational energy. It's important to note that jumping from thoughts of grief, fear, or shame to thoughts of freedom, love, and abundance can be nearly impossible because they have very different frequencies of vibration. You only have access to thoughts whose vibrations are somewhat close to your current vibrational range. That's why it works well if your goal at the beginning of this mindset process is to simply find thoughts that feel better than where you're currently at right now. One process I like for this is called Which Thought Feels Better in Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. You write out the thought you're currently thinking and then write down a different thought and then ask yourself, which one feels better as you think it? Then keep moving your way up to better feeling thoughts. A simple way you can do this is by adding the word yet to the end of a sentence. For example, change, I'm so frustrated that I haven't lost weight to I'm so frustrated that I haven't lost weight yet. Change, I'm not seeing progress to I'm not seeing progress yet. You get a little hope from that word. Simply by choosing a different thought, you're moving up the emotional guidance scale from fear to hopefulness. If you are currently full of fear and worry about your health, jumping to appreciation and joy in your health would be too far of a leap and won't feel true to your brain. Therefore, the thought will be dismissed. Along with the which thought feels better exercise, you can pinpoint some aspect of your body that you do appreciate and find joy in, such as your ability to see, hear, smell, touch, and taste, your strength, your ability to walk and get up and down from a chair without help, your kindness, generosity, loving nature, and things like that. That's a wonderful way to attract more good-feeling thoughts of appreciation about your body and personality. 
Another way to explain this is that every desire is actually two things. The pure desire itself, such as your desire for good health or a certain weight, and the lack of having that desire. Each outcome has two ends, fear it won't happen and faith that it will. Let's pretend like this pen is your desire to lose 50 pounds. That's represented by this whole pen. When you hold the desire to lose 50 pounds, you're holding the good and the bad end of the pen. The good end is the feelings you'd like to feel that you attribute to weight loss or better health. These could include love for your body, confidence, freedom from body comparison or worrying about your health, joy in doing active things with your body or being present at a meal instead of being obsessed about the food. The bad end of the pen is the lack of the desire or not having achieved the desire yet. Thoughts that are fear-based and limiting include, am I there yet? I'm not sure this is working. Screw it, I'm not seeing any progress. What's the point? Instead of focusing on the lack of having attained your desire, it's critical that you focus on the pure desire and the hope that you'll attain it. We'll talk more about how to do this in upcoming lessons with a tool called the Personal Faith Formula, or PFF. We hope that you never again feel a negative emotion without recognizing what it's doing to your future. If you're feeling good now, you're setting your future self up for success. If you're feeling bad now, you're setting your future self up for failure. Make life easier for your future self by feeling better now. Anytime you have a negative emotion, think of it as a flag going up. The flag indicates you're feeling a negative emotion because your focus is on the lack of your desire or fear of not attaining your desire instead of the pure desire itself and faith that you will. To sum up this law of attraction lesson, we wanted to give you some practical examples as it relates to weight loss. The old thought is, how fast can I lose weight? How long is this going to take? The focus is on you're focusing on not having lost weight and you're attracting more impatience. The new thought is I'm not focused on weight loss. I'm focused on getting healthy and I'm committed to changing my lifestyle no matter how long it takes. So your focus is now on your progress and commitment to better health and you're attracting patience and persistence leading to better health. An old thought would be, I blew it over the weekend and gained two pounds. You're focusing on guilt about not having followed through and weight gain. You are attracting more emotions of guilt, which leads to low energy, lack of follow through and weight gain. The new thought could be, I'm going to use softer language. I didn't blow it. I just ate more than I intended. My choices yesterday are in the past. I'm going to choose to be present and make healthy choices today. I'm going to choose to view that as a learning opportunity. What did I learn from that overeating and how will I prepare differently next time? The focus is now on the lessons you learned and how you'll apply them in the future. And what you're attracting is greater personal resiliency and reflection for action to reduce overeating in the future. If the number on the scale is a negative thought stimulus, stop weighing yourself. Remove the negative stimuli altogether until you can learn how to reframe the number on the scale as an effect 
Your number on the scale is the effect of your actions and should not be a cause of negative emotions. We'll talk more about the next mindset principle of cause and effect in the next lesson. See you there. Thanks for listening to the Reshape Your Health podcast today. To learn more about Zivli, our online course and coaching program to reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention, check out our website at www.zivli.com. That's Z-I-V-L-I.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and review on your listening platform and share it with a friend. I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.